0: It's morning, and that means it's time for Rotten Mornings, the best way to start your morning off rotten. Uh, Good morning, friends. This is uh, another episode of (coughs) Rotten Mornings. Glad you guys are joining this this morning. I'm hoping that this podcast will upload. I hadn't really slept, it's been a uh, kind of a crazy night. Uh, For those of you who are listening outside of the area, uh, we just got through another major hurricane. This is about the fourth one that I have been through this season and uh the the damage here is is rather catastrophic, so I've been <coughs> moving limbs out of roads and and checking on damage everywhere now that the the hurricane has passed over is <coughs> uh, there's no power anywhere um, but uh, the house is okay and cars are safe. uh Matt's not joining me for this episode. Um, it's rather early and he had a rather late night and, and I did as well. So, um, anyway, I still want to have a podcast out for you guys. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. (coughs) I hope you guys all made it through. Okay. I hope that, that everyone in the rotten family and, and everyone in the haunt family has made it through this one unscathed, uh, it was bad. This was a bad one. This was a pretty, pretty terrifying one to go through. So, kind of want to go over what we <coughs> saw on Rotten Reviews yesterday. We did have some pretty cool stuff. So uh, I hope you guys all joined us for, for those things. We hit a milestone yesterday. We hit. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, we hit 2,100, uh, new likes and, and guys, that's absolutely phenomenal. Thank you guys so much for the continued support. Uh, this is a labor of love and, um, without you guys, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do this. We absolutely love you guys. We think that you're all just incredible, amazing people. And and thank you so much for the support that you guys have shown us and, and the love that you guys have shown us. It's it's really um, it's really touching how how much you guys have come out and supported this kind of crazy thing that um, we've done. And thank you. <laughs> that's that's really all I can say about that. Is thank you guys so incredibly much. <sighs> Yesterday morning. We had the second of our uh, series in in Cursed Films, and we were joined with Brandy, and we always love to have Brandy on the show. Uh, She adds a whole other flair to it and and her research, and the things that she adds is absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much, Brandy, for joining us for that podcast (coughs) this morning. um, Well, we'll get to that here in a second. But anyway, that was the podcast yesterday. <clears throat> I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a, it was a hoot to do. Um, uh, later on in the afternoon, we had another episode of Rotten Strips. Uh, that was just kind of some very unofficial reviews, uh, and and not even that. Just kind of like, hey, here's some stuff that is going on out there. Some some spooky fun that you guys can have. Uh, it really wasn't supposed to be like that. Uh, just with the the time frame and the, the footage I had, and the very short window to put together a, a episode, that's kind of what happened. And so, uh, no, the, again, those aren't official reviews or or anything. That was just just some uh, hey, here's some spooky fun to to go out and do. So, if you guys check that out, there was some some neat stuff in there. <clears throat> um. After that we had uh the Grimm story time. If you guys have been keeping up with that series, that's a lot of fun. Uh Graham is, is really fun with what she does and and watching her is has been a, a pleasure. She's been a, a much, much welcome addition to the Rotten family. So thank you so much Graham for, for doing those and, and for Matt <coughs> for putting those together. Um I have a blast blast watching those. you haven't checked those out go check them out Uh, she was spooky clown this time and uh, her makeups and and her costumes are always lots of fun to watch um after that we had a a a live and uh man just a a lot of uh, cool stuff with the live um i hope you guys were were checking that out (sighs) And uh, enjoying some of that stuff that, that you see, um, yeah, so that was uh, yesterday, um, cool, cool. So then <clears throat> we've got some stuff coming up today, and I'm trying to make sure that I, I put that information out there of what we have today, uh, in the, in the right way, uh, things may have changed, um, or, or may change because, uh, it has kind of been a, a stranger day, um, let's see, according to our calendar, the 29th, um, we possibly may have another episode of, uh, We Are Not Alone, uh, And, nope. No, no, we, uh, that's not right. Is that right? Well, I'm not sure. I know that we'll have this. uh, We'll have the, the, this Rotten Mornings. And then uh, we should have another episode of Rotten Strips this, uh, this afternoon around seven. So, anyway, uh, (coughs) we also possibly might have a live tonight uh depending on uh what happens this afternoon. Right now things are up in the air. And uh that's all I can tell you. <laughs> Jeez, what a crazy crazy night it has been so far. Anyway, um in just a minute we're going to jump over into the uh the subnatural section um we are taking a break from the cursed films for this episode uh and we're going to show uh we're going to play some some footage that we had recorded previously with uh, Grim that we hadn't had a chance to release yet uh when we originally recorded it the audio wasn't amazing uh, and I've I've kind of gone in and, and tried to touch it up to where it was you could hear it a little bit better, um, so it's kind of a a rougher rougher one than than some of the ones that we've had. But uh, hopefully, it should still be uh, pretty entertaining. Uh, if you guys remember <clears throat> the uh, episode zero of uh, Rotten Rotten Mornings, Matt and I discussed uh, how we would never make a podcast. Uh, about mummies, and then after we discussed that, uh, Grim and, and Matt uh, had a discussion where Grim kind of schooled him on like, yeah, mummies are a thing, and you should pay attention to them, so whereas me and Matt couldn't have an episode of mummies, me and Grim did, and uh, and it was a lot of fun to have that interview, and I hope you guys uh, I- enjoy that, <coughs> and uh, yeah, that's it for that. Uh, again, I let us know that you guys are safe because uh, it has been a crazy night. And uh, again, thank you guys for all your support and everything that you guys do. <coughs> We're going to jump to break. Uh, for those of you who aren't joining us for that break, um, you guys have a rotten morning and stay rotten. Hi guys, and welcome to a special episode of the Supernatural portion of Rotten Mornings, part of the Rotten Productions daily broadcast. Uh, Today, we'll be hearing audio from a previously recorded interview with Grim Lens. We're talking today about mummies. Hi there. Uh, Guys, we are talking about mummies today. Uh, If you guys heard... What's that?
1: I say, ooh.
0: Yeah. Uh, If you guys heard the preview episode where me and Matt discuss not making an episode about mummies, then this is a revisit to that. I'm pretty excited. Are you
1: excited? Not at all. That's
0: fantastic. I was (laughs) lying about being excited.
1: I'm (laughs) Uh, actually excited, so...
0: Guys, um, if you can't tell, that's not Matt talking. Um, As much as I have tried to make him sound more feminine, uh, (laughs) that is Grim Lins. Grim, thank you so much for joining us.
1: I would say I'm happy to be here, but I'm kidding, I am.
0: Yay! (laughs) I mean, either way, I was going to make the yay sound. I already had it planned out. It was in the script. So,
1: You have a script?
0: I have a script. I didn't send you the script. I do not. Oh, this is – you know what? I'm just going to throw the script out. Forget it. (laughs) We're not going to use it now. Ridiculous. Um, So if you caught our last episode about mummies, we talked about uh, – or we postulate that mummies are just a zombie story. That was one of the things that came out of that. And my argument was that uh, that is true in one regard, but also the mythos of of mummies also is there's more curses to it. But you have a different take on it. Is that right? Grim? Found it. Hello. Hi. Anyway, so I was saying, um, you have a different take on it than what we discussed, right?
1: I do. I well, do. Um,
0: so could you tell us?
1: Yes. When it comes to mummies, typically the heart is left out of the body. Yeah, the heart is left in the body while all the other organs are taken out, including the brain. Which is the main thing that keeps a zombie running, so to speak. Um, so mummies do not rely on brain function because they are inhabited by spirits who are typically evil or it was their previous spirit or energy that inhabited the body. So um mostly it seems to be rage that drives this type of energy. So that's why they are typically considered evil. Um uh, Mummies are able to rip you apart, rip you to shreds, really. And when it comes to zombies, they are attracted to flesh or, in some cases, brains. So,
0: interesting. Yeah. So, so, um, so mummies, you think most mummies are more, are more rage oriented?
1: I do. And that's mostly for the fact of, say, when it comes to ancient Egyptian mummies. no idea what's going on
0: here. This happens to me and Matt constantly. That's why the episodes are awful, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, the last thing I, I recorded was you saying uh, ancient Egyptian mummies.
1: Yes. Well, mummification happens all over the world. It's just that ancient Egypt had perfected it, so to speak. And that's why it's the staple of mummies. That's why you see most of them wrapped in cloth bandages and whatnot. So...
0: Hope this doesn't
1: cut out again
0: no maybe maybe not uh and 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 maybe i'll just i'll just cut out all your your part anyway Um,
1: (laughs) it would probably be better then
0: i try to cut out uh me and matt's part but uh the episode is is much better (laughs) when we do that
1: i have no idea what's actually being recorded and what's not or what i've said or what i've repeated so.
0: That's fine. That's fine. Uh, that all tracks and that works. Okay, so I guess the thing that about mummies for me, I don't know when the concept or the mythos of mummies. Like currently, I think like uh, King Tut, King Ramses, those mummies are kind of iconic because of the curses and the the male mummies are the thing that we think of. I mean, the Universal Studios. Uh, mummy was a male mummy, often we see male mummies, but the original stories of mummies were uh, female mummies, and they were like, come back, and they were kind of seductresses, and that's not something that that stayed a part of the mythos, it it changed to more male-oriented somewhere along the way, but I'm not sure when.
1: I'm not sure about that either, but I know there are more male mummies because of the pharaoh aspect it was males were more dominant and higher in status they're the head of the household and different things like that and with mm-hmm. King Tut um, he did I do believe that he did have curses placed throughout his tomb when it was found um, the one who found him was Howard Carter uh, he was discovered in the Valley of the Kings in the 1920s in Egypt And discovery was made by pure chance. It was actually his little boy. It was a little boy who was on his team who was happening to be, you know, fetching Carter some water. And he tripped over a statue, which led into the tunnel of the tomb for King Tut. And uh, King Tut's tomb had a warning.
0: You're saying that one of the most uh, important uh, archaeological discoveries was done by the water boy?
1: Yes. he He's oh, the one who pretty much found it. He tripped over the statue that was poking out of the sand while he was running.
0: little accidents.
1: <laughs> yeah, right?
0: <laughs> very, uh, that's very Bob Ross way of telling that story. I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, King Tut's tomb had a lot of warnings inscribed on it in hieroglyphs and everything. And they mm-hmm. were curses for any who opened the tomb and disturbed the body the inscriptions actually say that those who disturb it will receive diseases that no doctor could diagnose. And that's exactly what happened. The man Mm. who funded Carter's excavation was the first one to enter the tomb and he died. They said that he died of pneumonia and a blood infection from a mosquito bite. But I do find it strange that he died just days after entering the tomb. Yeah. Um, uh, Carter actually gifted A friend, or it might have been his half-brother, a mummified hand, and it had a curse written on it. It was a curse consisting of something about fire and water. So soon after that, the man's house burned to the ground. He rebuilt his house. Yeah, he rebuilt his house, and it was hit by a flood. The man, of course, got rid of the cursed hand.
0: That's really interesting. I I, I didn't put those together, but there is a horror film and uh, we discussed it on a previous podcast where I was terrified of a a film called the hand with five fingers. And it, unless I'm mistaken, I believe it's that story.
1: It might be based on it. Could possibly.
0: I think it is. I, I, I had forgotten that, that, dismembered hand was uh distributed that's that's a really cool thing
1: yeah but um there was also a prince and a governor who both died within a year of visiting king tut's tomb and a british man who went blind and ended up dying of blood poisoning after visiting the tomb all of this happened within a year like not even an entire year and uh once the british man entered he actually stated while he was in there um, that something dreadful was going to happen to his family. So he knew something bad was going to happen. He could feel it. And the man who x-rayed King Tut's tomb died as well, and no one knows how. No doctor could find a diagnosis for the disease. And that's what exactly is what the curse stated. No doctor would be able to find or diagnose the disease.
0: So. I wonder if that uh-huh. was like uh, like prophecy in like, hey, you guys are going to come down with uh, diseases that are going to be easily determined what they are in the future, but you're going to find, uh, you know, you're going to find uh, the body uh, in a time where medicine hasn't gotten to that point yet.
1: I makes you think. You never know.
0: Wouldn't that be neat? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. I, uh, oh man. That's, uh, that opens up a lot of different things. I know that uh, Alastair Crowley uh, spent his honeymoon, I believe, there.
1: I did not know that.
0: Mm-hmm. He, I know he spent it in, in, in one of the pyramids, um, b- close to where one of the uh, mummies was found. And he reported, uh, of course, that was supposed to be a, a very haunted, very cursed place and i think his only uh Yelp review of it was that the the floor was very hard to sleep on.
1: <laughs>
0: hmm. Not a Oh, not a learned terribly...
1: something with that. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, probably not a very terribly uh romantic uh honeymoon there, but you know, I I'm not Crowley. I don't I don't know his life.
1: Oh, and i had just recently finished the episode of the podcast episode of zombies that you and Matt did. Um, I think it was episode seven. I'm not exactly sure. Uh-huh.
0: Um,
1: and I wanted to just expand a little bit more on what Matt was saying on iconic zombie scenes and such. Sure. Um, he stated it was one of his iconic zombie scenes where the zombie was crawling Uh, He thought it was a little boy. It's not. It's actually a woman. And I believe that scene was in The Walking Dead. And it was a bicycle, not a tricycle. Matt, you are wrong. His character's (laughs) (laughs) name, the character's name is Hannah. And in reality, I think her name is Lily Birdshell. And she may have actually been a guest at Sloss Furnace years ago to sign autographs like it was a meet and greet.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Now, that was a really, really iconic scene, the crawling zombie.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember which one of us, like, uh, I think I probably am the one who messed that up.
1: No, it was Matt. <laughs> he messed it up, for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> okay, I'm okay, going with that. Um. So, I guess we there are mummies, like, currently, I mean, there's still mummification occurring in the world today. Um, and and uh, probably will always be.
1: Yeah, such as like uh, certain Buddhist monks. I believe there is also a sap they drink that when they're getting ready to mummify themselves, Mm -hmm. so to speak, while they're alive, they'll drink the sap and it causes them to vomit certain fluids and such. And also that sap will keep away um, certain insects that eat running corpses so yeah that's still uh, one of the things they do
0: i know there's there and i'm not sure if it's if it's buddhism or if it's a form of of zazen mm-hmm. but i do know of certain monks of a certain uh religious uh, order that when they're when their time to pass on or whatever comes they go into a deep or there's recordings of uh these people who go into a deep meditative state for like years and decades and and like hundreds of decades. And uh, when they see the body, it's a mummified body, but like there's still evidence that there's still life in this body somehow. Mm
1: -hmm. It seems like that. That's that's something I need to dig more into because very interesting to me.
0: To me as well. I think that that's really – uh, your your cheat any type, any cheat of death is kind of neat but also any like uh, taking yourself out of the purely physical realm into something uh, greater or different is is really kind of fascinating
1: exactly and it's so beautiful to think about as well
0: mm-hmm. so but,
1: uh mummies when they're inhabited they leave the heart inside and that's supposed to be the vessel and the connection into the afterlife. That's what the spirit supposedly attaches itself to.
0: Hearts play a very important role in so many supernatural stories. Uh, Mm -hmm. A stake through the heart, of course, is a vampire thing. But Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason I'm thinking about Mary Shelley, Mary Shelley's husband, uh Percy Blythe Shelley, uh he died at sea. Now he was one of the three people at the the campfire stories. They're sitting around the fire telling ghost stories, which is where the story of Frankenstein came from, right? Mm-hmm. And it's uh Mary Shelley, it's Percy Blythe Shelley, and it's also Lord Byron, Clubfoot. And so, but Percy dies at sea, and uh mary and and lord byron are you know very distraught uh his body comes ashore and they burn his body but uh all of his body burns except for his heart i always thought that was really poetic that is so i don't know like how i don't know if that influences parts of uh of the actual writing of, of, Frankenstein. I know the story came from the, the uh, kind of the fireplace chats, but the actual book, I wonder if that uh, the, the heart remaining was kind of a the thing.
1: It is something to think about,
0: but hearts have nothing to do with zombies.
1: No, cause they rely on brain function, whether it's kickstarted by biological warfare Or anything of the sort, it is tied to their brain more so. So, in some movies, it's a shot to the brain. In some movies, it's you burn them or you just cut their heads off or anything like that. It's got to do with the brain. Versus mummies, they do not have a brain, it has been taken out. They don't need one.
0: So, how do you kill a zombie? I mean, um, I did the wrong thing. What are we talking (laughs) about? Where am I? Who's this?
1: (laughs) <laughs> What's going on here? I don't, I don't know. I don't even know who the hell you're talking to. Oh, Just uh, a voice inside your head.
0: Oh, my God. Is it Wednesday? The, uh, <laughs> how do we kill I a mummy?
1: I cannot tell you the day. What? How do you kill oh. a mummy? hmm I believe that you somehow disconnect the connection that it has. So... One way I feel could be destroying all the organs that are in the jars that was next to its sarcophaga or anything like that. You destroy that. You A lot of it could be magically inclined. So it might rely on reciting different types of spells or different things like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's got to finish what it's there for. Killing off a certain bloodline of people who have wronged it, or anyone who has disturbed its final resting place, they must die first for that for it to pass on. I, I believe there's a lot more into that, of course. So, okay.
0: do you think that the the mummy films were accurate?
1: The mummy films,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the ones with Brendan Fraser, or uh-huh. the... no. Yeah. <laughs> I, they were very fun those? to watch, and I, I loved <laughs> watching them very much as a part of my childhood, but uh, I wouldn't say they were completely accurate. It was, it was very fun, though. Because
0: I, so, I thought they were documentaries.
1: They could have been based off of documentaries, certain parts of it, but it's very Hollywood, I mean, of course you could see that.
0: So, oh. So that that didn't happen?
1: Did I just kill your dream? What What happened here?
0: I mean I feel like I feel like uh, you tried to, but I've already done the curse on my dreams. You're
1: stuck you're stuck in your ways. That's fine.
0: I've already mummified my dreams, so they will be returning in a later. Okay, podcast. well don't
1: let me mess that up. Don't don't let me ruin anything for you. I'm no expert in anything and I do not claim to be.
0: So is there a mummy film that you recommend? Mm
1: that I recommend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a tough question. Um, the I do love the Resident Evil, the mutated type of zombies. That was something different, completely different. Most of them are their own genre of zombie films. Yeah. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, where they run extremely fast because running zombies are a lot scarier than the walking ones. Sure. Uh, and there is one that rattled me. Very, very much so. Um It's Day of the Dead Bloodline, and that simply, it's the main zombie in the film where the dude, before he's turned, is a stalker, and he's a stalker of this one chick, and after he turned, he has his memories, and he's completely obsessed with her and, and could even talk. Like, he, that, I just, it rattled me. I didn't like it. I mean, it was a great movie and everything, but just made me think, like, glad that can't happen. Hopefully, hopefully it cannot.
0: Uh, I, I, for different reasons, but also that reason, I, I hope that it cannot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not a big fan of that he happening.
1: Today. I think it was Zoe or Chloe or something like that, mm-hmm. and the way he was saying her name and his mouth was twitching and moving out. Oh no, That's it was too much. Awesome.
0: It was too much. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> That's fine. Cool. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else that you want to add in this uh, special mummy edition that we got going on here?
1: Oh, there's always a shit ton. I can add. can I cuss?
0: No, no. This is no. A, no. Oh no. no! You can't say shit. You can't say anything like that.
1: <laughs> you just said it. Oh shit! <laughs> I was hoping I didn't ruin anything. I always try to ask beforehand, but
0: totally okay if you listened to uh the, the yesterday morning's uh podcast or watch the new episode of rotten strips you you realize our language was very potty language
1: sometimes i skipped the bigfoot one i need to go back and watch that one i say watch listen but sometimes i just can't tolerate too much of you guys's voice so i have to give oh, it a break
0: that's, that's <laughs> totally fair we feel exactly the same I'm way
1: kidding. Maybe.
0: <laughs> we 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 are we were on that boat and very much so okay well uh thank you so much for joining us uh hopefully we'll have you back for another podcast uh soon thank you
1: for having me
0: yes yes uh you guys have a rotten morning
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>